1: Hi folks, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal and I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my melting pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures whom i meet during all my travels the common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life so step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Welcome to another episode of Melting Pot, my listeners. As you know, Melting Pot is a series of conversations with some special people who have very special stories to share, and their stories inspire others. So our guest today is Waiting Tan, whom I am going to be chatting with in Singapore, Waiting is the co founder of El Masnu, which is named after a place in Catalonia, Spain, yeah. which also means the new Farmhouse in Catalan. Yes. So, thank you so much for your time today, waiting. And I would love my listeners and me to to understand from you what exactly inspired you to found, you know, what you have, right. and what is the concept, and what's your story.
0: So, yeah, like, um, so my background initially was actually like my. Like, different tiny startups, like mostly tech startups. And um, it was fun, but I noticed this trend where people were were buying more experiences than, than products these days. Like younger people realize that, hey, if I go out, you know, go on holiday or something, capture like a meaningful moment. It, it's actually worth a lot more than, than material goods that um, people were used to buying, right? So we thought about this trend um, and, and I was like, hey, let's uh, open something where we can actually transform like uh, underused or, or not used spaces and make it into something where, where people can go and have a really good time. Maybe just escape from you know, reality for like an hour or so and just have fun. Yeah. So that's how we started on our first concept. It was called the Bubble Tea Factory. Okay. Yeah, and basically imagine if like Willy Wonker made bubble tea right. <laughs> instead of chocolates. <laughs> yeah. What would that factory look like? And and we just ran wild with that, and, and designed the space. So it was roughly seven eight thousand square feet of space, and and um, we we managed to find a really cool spot uh, right off Orchard Road in Singapore, and. Uh, we had our first run in Singapore last year from November to Jan this year. Yeah, so, so that was like the first thing we did. Like okay, bubble,
1: bubble tea is, uh, is also like a very, very popular drink, right? Exactly, yeah. So that's where the concept originated from.
0: Yeah, like... Um, so
1: what exactly happens at Bubble, bubble tea, tea, tea Factory? factory? Yeah, yeah, it's...
0: A, it's a so, like, when we first started out, like, I was thinking, like, hey, should we build this concept? Like, what should we do it around? Like, it should be around something happy, right? And and um, Bubble Tea is, like, a huge thing in Singapore and in and Asia and in... And, and
1: and yeah. now I think um, the rest of the world. Exactly right. Because even in Spain, it's exactly. quite popular. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, so like having, you know, a bubble tea midday, uh, for a lot of people, you know, after like a hot day of work, is like a form of escape. Like it almost equates to like happiness, right? In a cup, right? So, we thought, you know what? This is something that people are really passionate about. People actually argue and fight over which brand has like the best pose, the best tea. It's something that I think would resonate with with, um, you know most um, most Singaporeans and, and most Asians. So why not just you know work around this concept of bubble tea, go inside, go wild with it, right? Enjoy a cup of bubble tea while you're inside, and and you know just leave the place happy, right? Happier than before, and we just went with that. So bubble tea is a concept and the bubble tea factory is like one of the concepts that we have and it's the first one that we launched and we were going to actually like, uh, you know, move the whole set over to other neighboring countries like Philippines and Indonesia to, to like set up a pit stop um, at this places. But unfortunately, as we all know, yeah, COVID came because in through right, yeah, a yeah. everyone's plans, So... That's a bit disappointing, but, you know, on the grand scheme. of things... But have you
1: already located the spaces in yeah, Indonesia? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so we were... I was traveling a lot in, in the later months of last year and speaking to different partners and we actually had some things locked down. At the end, there was a real lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a literal lockdown. So, so that was disappointing thing, but, like, uh, on the grand scheme of things, I think, like, this delay for us, uh, it's just something, you know, uh, the... I mean, the whole situation is bigger than all of us, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely, and it probably gives you the time to also, you know, work through the concept e- and the design and everything even more. Yeah, um, and sort of, you know, hone in things that you may not have sort of thought through yeah, um, yeah. while you were setting up the the one in Singapore.
0: Exactly, you're right. It also gives us a bit more time to work. Um, like new concepts. Like right now, we're working on a new one. I'm not so um, ready to to share it yet. But like, should be fun when we get up. And
1: but not uh, connected with bubble tea.
0: No, no. It's a whole okay, sad it's topic. a whole new okay. And uh, we're looking at things in a more modular way. So no matter how socioeconomic you know circumstances are in the next couple of months, like we can run things in a fun yet really safe way for yeah. everybody. So, yeah. So that's like big important point for us. Yeah,
1: because I think that's going to be the new normal for wow. some time to yeah. come. Yeah. Yeah. I mean no one
0: can really predict like how long this whole thing is gonna last, right? Nobody has answers, but we, we know it's gonna be for a while, so why not just prepare for it, right? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So other than the bubble tea factory and I yes. finally got it Good. without <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yes. Um, what prior to this what else have you worked on so you did mention that you were involved in startups yeah uh, but were they all tech based or mostly
0: mostly okay mostly software uh, one hardware company but um, I'm always working on the business side of things Um, I just felt like I've had all these crazy ideas I wanted to do since I was a kid right? right I built like crazy places where people can come enjoyed themselves um, and at that point I just felt it might be a fun time for me to go out and build something that uh, I was really proud of right like uh, build experiences that people can really you know relate to and, and um, have fun at and so the reason why we named the company L El- yeah I was going to ask you yeah, that. El- yes so I actually lived there for a couple of months like uh, right after around when I was about done with college and I wasn't too sure. where
1: did you study?
0: I studied in the US. Okay. Right? But I had a cousin who was living in Barcelona. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Another yeah. long story of how she arrived there. Uh, but so basically mm-hmm. I was just staying with her and her, her friend who had an apartment in El Masno, right? And, and I just spent for like uh, some time there. I was basically just reading all the time at the beach and just trying to figure out what I wanted to do wrote down a lot of, like, ideas I want to do later on. And I like the name a lot, right? Yeah. Like a farmhouse. I always like the concept of, like, living in a barn someday. Yeah. Right. And, and that
1: open space and, yeah. Exactly. expanse of, you know, nature around you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: And, and uh, I like places with tall ceilings just like this office. Right? Yeah. Because it, it promotes a lot of uh, creativity, right? And another thing is, like, when we were building a bubble tea factory, it literally felt like we were building a new house together because we, we were always on site together, like the whole, the core team. It didn't matter who was who; like we were there, like fixing stuff, like like applying finishers, like like building things together. So yeah, it felt. So you
1: were very hands on. We
0: were, yeah, 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 yeah. There were times yeah. like we actually slept overnight at the space too, and and doing maintenance or, or upgrades, right? Right. So, so yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a very uh, real, very emotional process for us, right? Like um, there was a lot of attachment to to the space and what we did.
1: Mm, interesting. Yeah. What kind of you know clientele do you have? Is it like a lot of young people who?
0: So we thought it would be mostly young people, your young millennials or, or millennials, young, or yeah, or yeah, Z now, right? That would come by and, and have fun, you know some photos I put it on social media we were fairly surprised because uh, there was a good range of like um, you know different demographics as well like parents were their kids um, and, and there were a bunch of kids that actually came by like four or five times and oh. we were I mean we were surprised but like happy of course to see, see them coming back and we did this thing where with every ticket you actually had a booster pack Okay. So like uh, when I was a kid, I remember like we played card games like Magic the Gathering or Pokemon cards. They were they were cards that you could collect, right? Yeah. And you basically yeah. paid like X amount of dollars for for, yeah. for a pack. Yeah. And it was almost like a lottery system, and you you never knew like what cards you were gonna get, and you just felt compelled to to collect all of them.
1: Yeah, and right? also exchange, right? Exactly, <laughs> so right. that yeah yeah.
0: So we had spaces where um, so with every ticket you. you have a pack, and and we didn't uh, like collectibles. There were also like uh, you know cards that challenge you to do something fun, like go make friends with a stranger, or sing a song in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> stuff like that. Just yeah. fun things right. Yeah, and and uh, there there were zones where people could actually collect and, and trade cards. And we noticed like sometimes like um, you know the, the visitors, especially the youngest younger ones, were actually. Stay around for like a long time, like I'm talking like hours right, just waiting for people to come by to give them the so that exact they could yeah, they yeah, to, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I've got a spare peg somewhere, so maybe I could pass you one. Oh,
1: thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think it's a way for people to engage with mm, each other because exactly. the millennials are, you know, they, they're so, mm, what's the word? I mean, everything is available and yeah. accessible. Right. Um, and even like a social life now uh, with friends right. can quite easily be without contact yeah, exactly. right you're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me Kyle, on this very unique and special podcast series melting pot
0: so that was part of the design process we wanted people to interact not just with the space but with each other so that was like definitely intentional right that's why the challenges were more about like helping a stranger take a photo just go up and ask someone do you need help yeah. taking a photo yeah,, right? yeah. cause like um, maybe we are just now caught up in a world where everything is like hey we gotta get going you know go point A to point B and that's it right Yeah. but yeah. within an hour when people were you know escaping from reality like hey just go up make friends with a stranger it's not that hard it's just stuff that we, we stop doing just because sometimes we forget Yeah. You
1: know? yeah yeah you know, so what are some of the unique things that you have at the bubble tea Tea factory?
0: (laughs) 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 Um, we had a bunch of stuff we had a bunch of stuff so
1: what I mean t- to you what is in your mind uh, what is the the most fun or what is the most unique so, Where there's a lot more engagement with people
0: right so for me like I'm a huge movie buff, buff. Okay. So, so I draw a lot of ins- my inspiration from movies that we we watch right and like uh, I-, I wanted the space to hit on like four key metrics which is actually more, you know, qualitative than quantitative, right? Um, it had to be, you know, interactive, right? It had to be impressionable. Like I, like, I love it when someone opens a door and they go, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I yeah. wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So sometimes I actually sit there and, and see if people do that. Like, how do people react to, to certain actions, right? It has to be somewhat Instagrammable, memorable, right? And, yeah, you know, stuff like that. We, we actually literally wrote down for every single point of interaction how each uh, interaction scores on these four matrices and and um, there's a place where, where you open a fridge door and you actually enter into like a, a dark like a bamboo forest that's lit by lights right? Okay. so people didn't expect that and it was fun we work with different uh, unique senses so that when people go in and smell something different in, in different rooms uh, we had a room where there was a bathtub filled with cash. Like okay. We printed a lot of cash <laughs> okay. that we actually designed from scratch right. uh, so that people can, can sit inside and, and take a boomerang. So it's not just a still photo, but something that's fun. And, yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. and People come in and fill the bathtub up for them with more cash. And within that room, just when you think that's a highlight, we actually hit another secret room within the secret room. <laughs> so layers <laughs> within layers. Wow. All right. So so behind the the, the full length mirror yeah. is actually another secret galaxy that people could step into. That was like a full mirrored like uh, yeah you'll see photos again. yeah (laughs) actually I should go there (laughs) yeah so So then after like the other thing that really was a big part um, of the experience and people who spent a lot of time in it was actually we built a massive ball pit right so we actually customized the color so that it's the exact same color thematically right and we bought a hundred thousands of those like tiny uh, little plastic balls and then people could so I think it's by far the biggest one you could find in Singapore
1: wow yeah and it
0: took us um, hours to fill it up
1: I can imagine yeah. I mean you said 100,000 right?
0: 100,000 wow
1: yeah. that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> a lot that's very interesting so you're um, no one else in I mean this concept is very unique to, to you right? I
0: think so yeah I, I think like we were probably the first one in Singapore to do something of this mode at the scale, scale, yeah, right, yeah. And, and to actually charge a ticket for it, like, yeah. You know, we charge like 24 to 28 dollars depending on, on the time.
1: But then when people go in, are they able to sample the different types of
0: bubble teas? So we actually work with different partners, so depending okay. on, on the week that you came down, that we worked with like six or seven or seven or eight different partners, so so they were giving out like different flavors of different bubble tea okay yeah so, okay. so yeah you came okay. use the ticket price but still you know it's a it's a big form of like we're grateful to people for, for, for paying a ticket coming down because you, you I mean it's not the most expensive thing but it's not cheap either there's yeah. a lot of other things that they could have spent the money on you know watching a movie going to, to a karaoke or something and they chose to spend it here with us so for that yeah we're proud of that
1: and um, so is it at the moment, um, is it closed
0: or are people... It still? is closed. So we actually uh, work on the model where like it's a pop-up wherever we go. okay. Yeah. So it's actually, we ran it for about, I think, 12 weeks uh, towards the end of last year until the start of this year. And the idea was to shift everything to... You mentioned, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next yeah. spot and... yeah. Yeah, that, that that was where we were at.
1: Okay, and um, the next concept that you are currently working on—is it a similar model or is it different?
0: I think it'll be slightly different in the sense that we have to scale things down because we don't know when we can go back to to that.
1: Um. But will will it still be like a pop up concept?
0: I think it may or may not be right. That that one's very situational. Uh, it depends on, on how we talk to our venue partners. Okay. Right? And, but one for sure is that we would do a way smaller scale of it, right? So from like ten thousand square feet, how do we squeeze all that delight and, and emotion into a thousand square feet, right? Right. Yeah. So so the amount of people that go in would be like, you know, maximum five, right? So no matter what happens, like we know it's gonna be a safe control group. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and yeah. sanitization is going to be a lot faster. Yeah. Right. So um, just safer for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the principle that we're designing on right now. And, you know, actually, when we f- first started the Bubble Tea Factory, we thought of it as a micro attraction. Right. Basically, how do you squeeze like a, a hundred thousand square feet of excitement? Like a like a team park yeah. into just ten thousand square yeah. feet, right? Yeah. And and yeah. it's not too hard to find ten thousand square feet of space in in, in most um, you know, spots. And um, what we wanted to do is really maximize um, the amount of excitement per square feet that people can can experience when they go right. through a space like that. Yeah. So, because of COVID, <laughs> I think we do not have a choice but to squeeze it even further from yeah. ten thousand to thousand. Yeah, so yeah. it becomes like even more micro yeah, theme park. <laughs> yeah,
1: but well, there are advantages and disadvantages. I exactly. guess. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Two sides to it. Yeah.
1: There's always two sides to it. Exactly. But yeah, interesting. And are you originally from Singapore?
0: I am from Singapore. Born oh, okay. Born, yeah. born and brought up here. Yeah.
1: Okay. Nice. Nice. I think creativity has no boundaries Mm -hmm. and no limits, Mm -hmm. you know? So when you have different concepts, um, and given the fact that, you know, you've always wanted to do something like this from when you were very young, I think you should possibly not look at it in a very micro way because, um, you know... The situation that we are in at the moment is not going to be uh, forever, right? Right, right. So, right. yeah. So, I mean, there's always.
0: I mean, you, you can see the the yearning from people to go out and do stuff. I think it's very real. Um, and and some spots in Singapore, you know, for better or for worse, like you start seeing crowds back. Yeah. Right. I think that, that demand, that, that pent up frustration, like, hey, I want to go out, I want to do something, it's there for sure. Yeah. It's just like, how do we bring a really. You have
1: to manage it. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, the funny thing is that as a kid growing up, I wasn't the best student in school. I was mm-hmm. playing a lot of pranks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I thought, like, uh, yeah, why not put it to good use, right? And design some of this, turn some of that energy into something that actually is fun.
1: Really fun cool. and you know you have a passion for yeah. and then you can just keep creating there's no there's no time limit to it right? exactly yeah, yeah wow well, I love it
0: when when like the day that we we had everything set up it was a mad rush right it was like a, literally the night before opening we were still still building stuff and, and uh, we didn't we, we all did not sleep much that couple of days but the moment mm. it all came together it was an amazing feeling right because I told the team like all of this came from an idea, some vague thoughts we had in our heads, collectively, right? And, and collectively, we made it happen, happen yeah. to something that you can you can see, you can touch, you can feel. For me, that's a really, you know, beautiful part of the, the journey. Yeah. Wow,
1: fantastic. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm really... Looking forward to what's to come next. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thank you so much for your time.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: My pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) Whiting is so full of ideas. An entrepreneur who continues to bring to life interesting, unusual concepts for people to experience. I really felt the energy and the excitement in him while he was sharing his journey with me. Hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Whiting. For more inspiring stories, do stay tuned to Melting Pot with me, File.
0: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.